Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Get the Table, another wrestling roundtable discussion podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn, and the Dadly Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamlet and Michael Sidgwick, here to discuss another burning wrestling issue. And today's issue, gents, is that Triple H needs to fix this glaring Vince McMahon problem. Uh, Sid, what is the problem, and how much of a problem is it? I struggle with this because I genuinely don't know whether this is just a personal foible, my hill to die on, or whether it's really impacting WWE's storytelling right now. This has been a problem for decades. Mm -hmm. Decades. It's an old ghost from the Vince Russo format, and we're talking today about impromptu matches. Look, I'm not going to make any more friends in the comment section by saying this, (laughs) and there is a note of hyperbole, but also not really. On a fundamental internal logic point of view, WWE television is possibly the very worst across all of cable. (laughs) Even if the action is really good and the promos are really good, and my God, Kevin Owens cut a sensational promo on Raw last night. If you want an in-depth, genuinely positive analysis, go listen to the Raw review Mm -hmm. on Spotify, Amazon Music, or Apple Music, wherever you get your podcasts from. Even if the action's good, even if the promos are good, even if the angles are good, it's still fundamentally bad television, not only because of the invisible camera, where the uh, characters know and don't know <laughs> that they are being filmed at the exact same time, and it means that they can really stretch character integrity and suspension of disbelief and storylines because they could just resolve so much by watching the shows back, which mm. they apparently can and can't at the same time. But impromptu matches, this is my hill to die on. What would happen on these Raw shows, if a wrestler X did not interrupt wrestler Y when wrestler Y was cutting an in-ring promo, there'd be no card. There would be no matches. There would be no purpose behind any of this. The fact that there's no backup plan, I think AEW call it a a backup match. Standby match. Standby match, because they think about these things. Mm. Again, like who cares? Had one on Rampage a few weeks back. A couple of months ago. Yeah, they've done it on Dynamite as well. But again, is this me being very, very pedantic? Do people truly give a toss about this? They are happy to watch it in larger number than AEW. They are happy to watch it at a level that is really seriously impressive on cable TV. 
how much does it matter? I would argue that not only are the shows, if you're really pedantic, and yes, I understand, I can be a dickhead, I can be a twat, I'm more pedantic than most, but if you are pedantic, you get alienated by this. It's so hard to take it seriously that these characters are actually doing these things because it's wholly illogical and wildly, wildly contrived. But I think it's a wider point, right? If you are in the audience and the lack of atmosphere, despite the narrative and the consensus almost that Triple H's WWE is really very good, certainly much better than Vince McMahon's, mm. the atmosphere on these shows, for me at least, continues to be a glaring, glaring problem. It is so hard for me to reconcile the consensus you see online with what people are doing or rather not doing in these arenas. They're not reacting. The matches only really get cooking in the last two minutes. You get your This Is Awesome chant when the big moves happen, but for, for long stretches, it's almost like pandemic wrestling in front of a green screen of an old arena. That's how drab and flat some of these matches are. Hamflat, I want your take, because you're the more generous WWE fan, and I think hopefully a lot of the comments section will rip <laughs> all of this apart because you can give maybe a more reasonable and enlightened take. Is it not the case, or is it possible, rather, that the fact that these matches just happen is bad booking and bad promotion and not just bad wonky storytelling because the fans in these arenas just can't get up for them? If they announced these matches and told you they were going to happen on a certain date, you'd mark your calendar, you'd get excited. The promos and angles would build to these matches that you know are going to happen. You would luxuriate in the fact that they are going to happen. You would get high on the anticipation of these matches going to happen. Like Again, I don't want to make it necessarily an AEW versus WWE thing because I don't want WWE to resemble AEW. I want it to be the fun Daft Sports Entertainment League. That's difference. That's mm. wrestling. You don't want it to be homogenized. But they just announce things and build them more logically. Like, when you watch the Road 2 series on YouTube for AEW, I get really locked into the promos, the reason why these matches are happening, why they mean so much to the characters. That just deepens my anticipation, so when the matches are actually happening in front of me, I can get hyped, I can get really emotionally invested. And do you think a bit more of that on, a on WWE television would salvage these flat, flat atmospheres? Because you're a Papa H guy. Yeah. You suckle at his teeth. Are the atmospheres not distracting for you at this point? Because they're making no noise. I find more WWE unnatural than I would like, considering that the buildings are full, considering that the finishes, uh, especially like the really hot ones for titles or premium live events, whatever, have this last maybe five-minute stretch where everything is red hot, sometimes white hot if the angle's a big one, such as like with the bloodline at the moment. Um, and yet it is troubling to me that, well, not just that, Bad booking is creating these situations where fans are sitting on the hands or just remaining quiet between the bell ringing after an entrance to that clear tell from a very experienced WWE sports entertainer that in about two minutes the finish is coming, so now is the time to get excited. Now is the time to do your on-command, this is awesome, champ, whatever. I don't like that feeling, um, that kind of sterile atmosphere for the bulk, followed by that very controlled, almost as if somebody was holding up an applause sign in an old sitcom feeling of a wrestling match because it takes me out of being able to engage in the story that the wrestlers are trying to tell. Because WWE, in spite of itself, is still a wrestling company, and now more than ever, even more than when Vincent Mann was there, the wrestlers are being encouraged to show a little bit more creativity within the matches. So it's almost like the way they're wrestling isn't even suited, how these fans are responding. Um, we've talked about this sort of thing over the desks because we're geeks for this, whether there's a microphone in front of us or not. <laughs> 
wrestling at its best should be a sporting simulation. But simulation is as important a word as the sporting. We're all football fans. If you go to a football match, you are paying to be in that crowd. You are paying with the hope of being able to cheer and have that emotional response to something going your way. But it's never a guarantee. It's never a promise. Wrestling should be the first bit with the promise of the latter. That's the best thing the, about wrestling. The guarantee of the latter. More people that don't realise how great wrestling is is because it gives you all of the mm. above. And so few things do. And yet, there does seem to be, and this is where I understand where Sidgwick's coming from, of wondering, is it me, actually? There does seem to be um, almost an agreement amongst a generation of WWE fans, maybe, or certainly a younger generation than ours, or the majority of fans attending shows at the moment, buying tickets in great numbers, that they are prepared to turn up for the bells, the whistles, the pyro. And uh, the finish. And the finish. And that ultimately is never going to reflect the overall experience of what pro wrestling is, what it's supposed to be, what the wrestlers want out of you. They'd rather you go on a journey, not just sit around and wait for the big bombs at the end. So it's, to me, it's it's one of the things where maybe WWE internally are happy with how that is presented, but long-term it does damage viewer engagement. I really believe that at my core because I think... I know what got me into wrestling, Hmm. and I know that it's different to what currently is reflected on WWE television. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. You see, I'm a bit conflicted by all this um, because I agree that, like, in terms of, well, certainly in terms of someone who talks about it for a living, it is bloody frustrating uh, in the immediate aftermath of a huge premium live event. It's one of the big four that we come in here and I go, right, what have we got to talk about on the, the big roar after Survivor Series War Games? And literally, on the docket was The Miz versus Dexter Loomis, which has been advertised for, what, two weeks or whatever it is. And that was it. Now, yes, I can speculate. Oh, what's next for the winning team of War Games? What's going to happen with the bloodline, et cetera, et cetera? But they didn't have anything else. 
And yet, there's also a bit of me that's like, we're saying here is a a sort of hangover from the Vince McMahon era, of course. But also, I remember when I'd watch it when I was younger, and the fact like, oh my God, that person's going to fight this person, and it's going to happen right now, or, you know, tonight, or whatever it may be. But also... And now I'm older and go, well, you could have just, yeah, like if, you, if you'd have said, you know, after what happened at, um, at War Games, Kevin Owens is going to fight Jey Uso, I would have been just as excited. And we could still have that back and forth promo of like, later on tonight when I face you, et cetera, et cetera, with all the Sammy stuff that's, that's, that everyone's enjoying so much. It's, it, like I say, I'm just, it, it's con- I'm very conflicted about it all. But I don't like the fact that I have to come in sometimes and do this mental gymnastics of like, all right, well, maybe the main event was going to be The Miz versus Dexter Loomis, but because this was booked earlier, they went, oh, actually, that's a big... I shouldn't have to do all that work. No, it's a farce. It is, at its core, a farcical way of building a professional wrestling TV program. It just is. And it's, again, I genuinely believe it's reflected in the atmospheres on these shows. Like, There's a misconception, I think, among... At least with myself and other, you know, AEW or New Japan leaning critics, mm. if you like. I want to get swept up in this. I want to love it. I would put something like Daniel Bryan's Planet's Champion run up there with anything I've seen in AEW because I loved it that much. I loved the experience of watching it unfold week to week to week. I find it genuinely really like a struggle to get into these WWE TV shows um, because... No one cares about the matches. It's meant to be this really intoxicating atmosphere into which you get swept up. And again, I'm not saying that every single WWE match promoted under Triple H has had no noise to it. Mm. I was at Clash at the Castle. Yeah. Hamlet, what did I say at Clash at the Castle (laughs) to your immense surprise when these matches, which had been built very well in the case of Drew McIntyre and Roman, like the video packages Mm. for that were tremendous in particular... What did I shoot say to you in real life when Gunther and Sheamus was as loud as pro wrestling gets? You leant over to me and you said, uh, WWF and rules, actually. <laughs> I, was, I was loving it. As I if was... we just discovered it together for the first time. <laughs> yeah. Like, all, like 30 years after Wembley Stadium had that in the UK, it was like, oh, yeah, it is. Everything they've always said it is and everything it could be. I loved WWE in that moment <laughs> because it was loud. It was life-affirming. I was having a great time. The action was absolutely out of this world between Gunther and Sheamus. And I'm not saying he can do that every single week, but what I am saying is that if people cared about the matches and the characters in them to the point where wrestling matters so much in this promotion that we can get you to get excited about a wrestling match happening, I really think that that is the last key to this Triple H era because I don't think it's tremendously exciting, but it's working. The numbers are up. If they can get the atmosphere there, then there's no turning back for them. There is a point to this as well, which again, I would would encourage the comment section to think carefully before steaming in. There is a level of ambition for what WWE could be now that Triple H is in the chair that nobody had for the last yeah. 5, 10, 15 years of yeah. Vincent Man's era. Long gone were the days where, yes, you could fantasy book an angle and if you were lucky and if a million things went right or the right wrestler stayed healthy or whatever or Vincent Man just kept waking up on the right side of bed for you that day, it would happen. There is an ambition, as there should be now, that this, this WWE can be... Not just that much better than Vince, when Vince Mann was in charge, but the kind of better that we're talking about here. It can, it can be the best version of itself. It can still be the bells and whistles and the fireworks and the big finish, but it can also be the other stuff too. And I just, I still think we're in the Triple H era is so new. 
that yes, while week to week we can pick out things that work, things that don't, the suggestion of if maybe his influence is being overstated, which I think is certainly the case some weeks, what we can do is see a way, way higher quality ceiling for WWE than we have done in forever. If you're talking about generation of fans that have come in, say, post-2002, I'm wondering how many of them even realise how good this can get. We've had these similar arguments over the likes of uh, authority figures before. Mm. And to know what it's like to live with wrestling without an authority figure and not is incredibly different and something that AEW grapple with with younger fans to this day. So I think this is an extension of that. But it should be put across as a major, major compliment to the potential of WWE as an entertainment proposition compared to where it was six months ago. Yeah, I mean, like you say, we're, we're drawing elements from AW, and I, I like both shows. Guys, you can like both shows. Um, <laughs> right? But I do like being able to come in here on a on a Wednesday afternoon to preview uh, AW Dynamite and saying, you know, right, well, we've got, you know, Dax versus versus Brian Danielson, for example, this week, uh, or, or whatever it may be. It is, it's preposterous to say, for example that we can come in here on a Monday and I say, well, we've got The Miz versus Dexter Loomis. Just as an example, we've got The Miz versus Dexter Loomis on Raw and Fallout, which I know is a, is, is a crutch I use, from the pay-per-view. And yet we come in here on a Tuesday and I have five matches to tell you about. They're definitely going down on NXT. These are wrestling promotions. People forget promotions. You're meant to promote what you have. You're meant to brag about what you have in an old world and in this one, actually, you're meant to sell tickets for this promise of what you have. Get excited. We're promoting this because it's worth promoting, and we want you to get hyped for it. I don't know why WWE insists on not doing this when they don't have to anymore because Vince McMahon's not here, and his foibles can go away forever. Mm. It's, um, it's, a, it's absolutely the case, that especially as a fan, previewing a show should often be as fun, if not more so, than reviewing it. Wrestling does this thing where it tells you that the show you're heading towards is the most important show of all time until it's finished. And it says, oh, actually, next week's the yeah. most important yeah. show. So previewing, by very, by its very design, should be as fun because it invites you to fantasy booking. Can't be perfect every week, so you might not look forward to everything. But it invites you to fantasy book about things you do like or the prospect of what your favorite wrestler is going to be doing next or whatever. And the idea that they want to, I'm not saying they want to, but half the time, they strip that away from the fan enjoyment is farcical when that element of it is free. Is the issue as well, another, uh, so many bits of the, the, the McMahon hangover, as I'll now call it, is the other issue as well, that for so many years he was like, well, you can't be the star, the star has to be the show. So people turn up for Raw, like the perfect example now is how much people adore what Sami Zayn's doing, and Roman Reigns is obviously the biggest star in wrestling right now. But beyond that, like we watched on Raw, Candice LeRae and Dakota Kai, two fantastic wrestlers, and they had a great match. But we were sat there going, no one's reacting to this because they haven't been encouraged to back stars rather than just... I mean, I'm not, they're not going, wearing red and blue T-shirts for Survivor Series quite so much, but they are just like, I go because I want to see Raw. Is that part of it? No, I think that's absolutely a part of it. WWE's been the brand for so long, and in fact, it was like one of those... I would describe this as a devastatingly astute... Vince McMahon maneuver where he used his promotional genius for like the worst means for evil, right? Where your point is completely correct. I don't think enough WWE fans look on as these wrestlers as stars. They are just there to go to see the WWE show. Why couldn't he apply? And this is probably, this definitely is a hill to die on. This is definitely a subjective bugbear. How ingenious was it to just simply um, have NXT go to head to head with AEW Dynamite? Just, genuine, sinister, (laughs) promotional (laughs) genius. Why couldn't he apply that brilliance, that just negative 
like thwarting brilliance <laughs> and apply it to his creative process yeah. instead. Way more spiteful than he ever was creative, Vincent Mann. Yes. Throughout his life. Throughout his life. Yeah. But he, he's not there anymore. Mm. Do not have to do this anymore. And it kind of drives me insane that we're still here at this point. Yeah, I think it's a big picture, aren't we? We're not just talking about impromptu matches. We just want the atmosphere. And it's, you know, like you say, it's not, we're not saying every everywhere's dead that they go. It clearly isn't. I was a Clash at the Castle. Yeah. Not dead. Crown Jewel, like full yeah. of life. I'm not saying every single one gr- is dead. Yeah, there was a great reaction with Jay hugged Sammy at, at War Games. Just, it's just the large parts of that. People were just like, yep, War Games is just happening in front of me. And it's not just AEW. WWE used to do this once upon a time and were very successful at it. And yes, I understand in this warped post-rights fee era, they are more successful in spite of themselves than <laughs> ever before. But I just think it would genuinely really help the atmosphere. Like, I'm an anxious guy generally. I'm a total mark for the best of pro wrestling. I have a love-hate relationship with it, as I think is, it has been made obvious, right? There is no better feeling in professional wrestling than when you sit down to watch a match that you've been really looking forward to to such a loser extent that you're almost anxious that's not going to be as good yeah, as yeah. it was as you imagined in your head. And when in the first two minutes, it's as good as you have been expected to believe via great promotion in the next, like, 50 minutes of your life are just this mind melt mm. of pro wrestling awesomeness. That feeling needs to be recaptured in this promotion. And we say that, but what does this promotion need to do? They'll never make more money in their lives than they are for the last yeah. year or this year. That's a lie because they're locked in to earn more of it. They are almost guaranteed to get a bigger rides fee the next time they go to the negotiating table. We're all just three podcasting nerds saying, oh, they need <laughs> to do this need to do anything but it would be very nice if they did with that in mind are, are unscripted promos coming back uh well drew mcintyre said wrestling so i think they already have <laughs> actually i'll say this to that point yes they never need to do anything and we throw that word around a lot right but if the takeovers now that we're a few years removed from the golden era of takeovers taught us nothing is that triple h has enough in his taste to want crowds to be going nuts mm. because they went banana for virtually all of those five matches on those five match cards in that golden era. So he knows what that feels like as a promoter and he must chase that dragon still while he's still young and fresh enough in this role to want it. So even if it doesn't matter from a business perspective, it'd be nice to think that just for his own personal and professional satisfaction, that's still what he's after. He knows the difference and it's recent and we've got recent enough evidence to back that up. And you said yourself when when we first found out about Triple H taking over, the the, the bit we're going to judge properly isn't going to be the first few months. You know, right now, yes, he's just got his feet under the table. You know, SummerSlam, he was, you know, it happened with him in charge, but it had kind of already been laid out and what have you. And he's had his first big, big four premium live event, of course. But the big test and the big moment of intrigue is the Royal Rumble to WrestleMania season, isn't it? And if arguably you put something like this, like not complete, not necessarily you can get rid of all of impromptu matches. It's the it's the thing of, isn't it, of, of rather than it being the norm, it being this surprising, you know, like we talked about it with like Athena attacking a referee, for example, yeah. in AEW. When you make it rare, fans want to see it. Fans, uh, fans are excited more by it. Wilborn, that's another great point. Hey, just call me butter, baby. I want to roll. <laughs> But I, I'm not just doing a bit here. You actually are on form for once. <laughs> genuinely right. How seriously do you take it that Wrestler X and Wrestler Y are engaged in such a heated war of words that they just can't contain themselves and they must have a match right bloody now? That can feel like an important narrative mm. device if you actually believe that they are so up a height, so animated, so hot, that they need to have a match with this guy right now. The fact that... They're always that hot. They're always in a war of words. 
They always need to have this match right now means that, well, you don't. Mm. You're lying to me like a carny because this is all fake and redundant and repetitive and formula and rote and rubbish. Mm. Have another one. Thanks, mate. On that Rumble at WrestleMania run, um, to call back again to what I think was certainly Triple H's golden era as a booker, like 2014 to about 2016 in NXT, and then what a lot of people love about NXT, the takeover run from about 2018 onwards. Um, there, if you watch it back, it's a fine watch, but NXT Weekly was rarely an amazing, exhilarating one. There's just often lots of good stuff. Um, that right might your street. Yeah. <laughs> that might be the undoing of him, and indeed this idea of this like exhilarating week-to-week product in the run-up to WrestleMania, because what he has clearly done for me thus far is set the table for several major matches at WrestleMania. He's done a very good job. We are at Survivor Series time talking about the WrestleMania card the way it should have been for decades, mm. right? Uh, the Rumble, as a result, has a bunch of scenarios you can fantasy book. So does Elimination Chamber. So in terms of all the big matches, he's lining up that WrestleMania to be everything a WrestleMania should be. However, he does have a lot of week to week to week to weeks to get through in the process, and that might be his undoing, as it kind of was the second NXT was at war yeah. with AEW. Like that's that same thing might happen again, and that might be the biggest wall to getting those reactions back week to week. Well, let us know your thoughts on everything we've discussed in the comment section or on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. At Watch They. You can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at Michael Hamflit. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at Leave Me Alone. I just want to have fun. At M Sidgwick. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE, as I said. Uh, but for now, this has been Get the Table. My thanks to the Daily Boys. Thank you for joining us. Be nice. And we will see you soon. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.